Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I, uh, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined and I fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today on Fantasize Me, we are going to be fantasizing Guy Fieri, because why not? Why wouldn't we? Guy Fieri was born at a very young age. Originally, his last name was Fairy, but eventually he would change his surname from Fairy to Fieri in honor of his paternal grandfather, Giuseppe Fieri, who was an Italian immigrant who anglicized their surname to Fairy when they arrived in the United States. So Guy Fieri was born in Columbus, Ohio. He grew up in Ferndale, California went to France during high school for a foreign exchange program, and then after that attended the University of Nevada in Las Vegas. Look at that, that's fun. He graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Hotel Management in 1990. Sounds pretty cool, Bachelor's in Hotel Management. He appeared on the Food Network's The Next Food Network Star in 2006, and he won the second season of the show, and because he won, he was awarded a six-episode commitment for his own cooking show on Food Network, Guy's Big Bite, which ran for a long time, had 13 seasons. So I would say things went pretty well for him. He's been on a bunch of different things. He's done Guy's Big Bite, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Maybe you've seen the meme, Dungeons and Diners and Dragons and Drive-Ins and Dives, D&D and D&D and D, Dear Food Network, Dinner Impossible, Ultimate Recipe Showdown, The Best Thing I Ever Ate, Guy Fieri's Rock and Road Show, Bitch and Kitchen, Ridiculousness, Guy Fieri's Family Reunion, Rachel vs. Guy, Celebrity Cook-Off, Guy's Grocery Games, Guy's Family Cruise, Guy and Hunter's European Vacation, Guy's Family Road Trip. He's done, he's done a lot of stuff and he's this food personality? A restaurant personality? The food, a Food Network personality? Oh, it's, you know, it's hard because this is the first person I'm doing who's like still alive. Um, every, everyone else I've done who's been a real person has, has passed already. This is the, this is my first person who's still a real person who's doing things, which is kind of difficult or not really difficult, just interesting because there's no like cap on their life. There's no, okay, I can just read this reflection of their life and make a statement about this. This is ongoing. He's still doing shit. Good for him. He he recently signed a three-year contract with the Food Network in 2021 worth an estimated 80 million. Good for him. Speaking of recent things, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, he teamed up with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation in order to raise money for unemployed restaurant workers through newly created Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. And that's awesome because I'm sure you're all aware this just happened and the pandemic is ongoing. It's still happening. Get your COVID booster. So many restaurants had to be closed for just too long and they couldn't support their staff, so they had to let people go. But this restaurant employee relief fund that Fieri helped make raised over 20 million USD in under two months which I think is awesome. He seems just like a chill dude. You know, like I've never met him. He he just seems chill. He seems nice. I mean, you know, the mayor of Flavortown, he, he does have to do a lot in order to win the election every year, I'm sure. So it could be a publicity campaign, but 
you know, maybe he's just, maybe he's just a chill dude. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you know who Guy Fieri is. You get it. He's got spiky blonde hair and a goatee. Like, yeah, awesome. So now that we, now that we know about Guy Fieri, kind of, we're gonna go into background. There wasn't really much in this short Wikipedia article about him, about his background, but... If you'll remember, he was a foreign exchange student in France, and that's like five and a half thousand miles from California. So I'm going to go with Far Traveler, because I've given backgrounds off of way less information than that. I'm good at this. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm great at this. So as a far traveler, someone who has traveled far, also his diners, drive-ins, and dives, he goes all over the place. No, okay, this is perfect and I'm amazing. Far traveler, he gains skill proficiencies in insight and perception. Insight and perception are great. I think perception is the most used skill, right? Like it's gotta be. And tool proficiencies, any one musical instrument or gaming set of your choice, likely something native to your homeland. Uh, let's see, what's a really popular game in the U.S.? Boggle. He's got tool proficiencies in Boggle. And one language of his choice. We can pick that once we know his race. So boom, look at that. Skill proficiencies in Insight and Perception, tool proficiencies in Boggle, and a language. Ugh, I love it. Next, let's move on to race. I'm thinking maybe a tiefling? Or no, okay. Yes. No. I'm going to go with Fire Janassi, and I will tell you why in a moment. So as a Janassi, they're, they're kind of these descendants of elementals. So Janassi themselves, for ability scores, he's going to have a plus two to constitution. He's going to be able to speak, read, and write common and primordial. So those are the languages, and he gets another one from Far Traveler. So let's go with what language do we think Guy Fieri speaks? I'm gonna say celestial, because what is food if not a gift from God? <laughs> okay, anyway. Also, <laughs> he gets a sub-race. So there are four sub-races, air, earth, fire, and water. We are going with fire. So his intelligence is going to increase by one for being a fire genasi. And he's also going to get dark vision. What I personally really like about a fire genasi's dark vision is dark vision usually lets you see in uh, darkness in shades of gray, but Fire Genasi see everything in darkness as shades of red. I just think that's fun. <laughs> 50 shades of red. It's 50 shades of gray, except communist. <laughs> Next is a Fire Genasi. This is why I wanted him to be a tiefling. He gains fire resistance. So he's gonna have resistance to fire damage. And I think that's so important because it's like the old adage goes, if you can't take the heat, don't go into the kitchen because there's stoves, an oven might be on, and it's usually pretty hot. So don't go in there if you don't like to be hot. Everyone says that. Everyone says that all the time. The last ability he's going to get as a fire genasi is called Reach to the Blaze. So he automatically knows the Produce Flame Cantrip, which I love for Guy because it's like, oh man, this stove won't light. Ha <laughs> magic! Boom, and he just lights it. Then also at third level, he's going to be able to cast the Burning Hand spell once with this trait as a first level spell, and he's going to regain the ability to cast it that way when he finishes a long rest. And Constitution's going to be a spellcasting ability for these spells, which I think is awesome because even if Guy's not going to be a spellcaster, which, <laughs> come on, he's totally magic, 
he can just shoot fire out of his hands once he gets to third level. <laughs> That's really cool. So boom, we did it. Background, Far Traveler, Race, Fire Genasi. Now that we have that, we are going to roll for stats. So I'm gonna take a D6, a six-sided die, roll it four times, drop the lowest number, add up the remaining three to get one of his six ability scores. So we're gonna do that six times. Okay, so I rolled for Guy and they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. He has 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 17. I think it would have been cool if he had a 15, but 17 is better. So there you go. I, I didn't roll that in order. It was actually 13, 14, 17, 10, 12, 11. But the drama, you know? Okay, now what do we think his highest stat is? That's the 17. He's a, you know, he's a television personality. He's a host of a bunch of shows. So I think charisma is going to be really important for him. So I'm going to plop that 17 into charisma. It's a bummer because his race doesn't give him a bonus to charisma. So normally I would recommend putting it into something like intelligence or constitution that gets a boost. Tiefling does get a boost to charisma, so it might have been better to go with them. But I just can't see making our little angel a little devil guy. You know what I mean? But oh well, charisma is important for guy, so we, we got to go with it. Next highest is 14. I'm going to put that into constitution, which gets a plus two from his fire genasi race, making that a 16 or a plus three modifier. I think Constitution's important because as a chef and as a host of all of these shows, you gotta do a lot of eating and the food might not be great. So having a hearty Constitution must be super important. Next is 14. Let's put that into Wisdom, which is a plus two modifier. I just think with him already having proficiencies in perception and insight, having a higher wisdom modifier, which corresponds to perception and insight, is going to be helpful. So now he's got a plus four to both of those, which is pretty good. Next highest is 13. I'm going to put that into intelligence, which gets a plus one from the fire genasi race. So that becomes a 14, which is a plus two. So really, I thought intelligence should be higher than wisdom. But if I put a 14 into intelligence, it would have been a 15, which is still a plus two. And then a 13 in Wisdom would have been a plus one. So I could have had one plus two and one plus one, or two plus twos. <laughs> of course, I'm going to go with that. Next is 11. Let's put that into Strength, which is a plus zero, which leaves 10 for Dexterity, which is a plus zero. It's hard to move around a lot when you're in a busy kitchen. So I don't think those are that important. Now that we have all of that squared away is starting stats of 11 Strength, 10 Dexterity, 16 Constitution, 14 Intelligence, 14 Wisdom, and 17 Charisma, we can pick his class. So I was thinking about it, and I don't know what to do. I'm thinking, okay, okay, here's why. He is this guy, he's on TV, he's written books, he has this big personality, so obviously he should be a bard, right? He sh like Guy Fieri is a bard, right? But I can't do a bard because the past two episodes I did bards because I have a bard fetish or something. I don't know what's going on there. I freaking love them. So I'm not doing bard. No, okay, I decided. I am going to do warlock. He is going to be, yes, he's going to be a warlock because who gave him those powers? You know, was he born with them? 
No. Was it Maybelline? I don't know. Maybe. If they're his patron, then yeah. Otherwise, probably not. I'm feeling kind of crazy today, alright? Finals are coming up and I've got a lot to do and instead I'm recording and talking about Guy Fieri. Which is... Which is fine. Which I'm happy to do. Uh, so as a warlock, they use d8s for their hit dice. He's going to start with 11 hit points. At first level, it's the highest number on the die, an 8, plus his constitution modifier. Starting with 11 hit points is pretty good. Proficiencies in light armor, simple weapons, proficiency in wisdom, and charisma saving throws. Those just are not very useful saving throws, but that's fine. And he's also going to get two skills from Arcana, Deception, History, Intimidation, Investigation, Nature, and Religion. I think I'm going to go with Arcana because he's got to know a lot about magic in order to make his food really pop, you know? And Nature, because he's got to know a lot about nature in order to make his food really pop, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So he has proficiencies in Arcana, Insight, Nature, and Perception. That's, that's fine. Four skill proficiencies to start is kind of on the lower side of things. I would say normal is like five, but that's okay. He's good at other things. He's going to be able to shoot magic from his face or something. I don't know. As a first level warlock, he gains packed magic. So warlocks are spellcasters, but they don't use spellcasting the same as every other class. They have packed magic. So they have a certain amount of spell slots that are all of a certain level. So right now he has one first level spell slot. He's also going to know two cantrips of his choice from the warlock spell list. Probably Eldritch Blast and... Ooh, let's have a no frostbite. He can already make fire from his fire genasi race, but now he can make cold too in order to make like chilled soups or ice cream. Perfect. His spellcasting ability for warlock class is charisma. So his spell save DC, like if a target needs to make a saving throw against one of his spells, his spell save DC is the number they're trying to equal or beat. So it's eight plus his proficiency bonus, which is plus two at first level, plus his charisma modifier. So his spell save DC is 13, which is pretty good for first level. And his spell attack modifier is proficiency bonus plus charisma, which is plus five. What's cool about warlocks is they don't really have many spell slots. They just don't. Like the most amount of spell slots, a 20th level warlock is going to have four spell slots. But what's cool is they all come back over a short rest. So just a one hour rest, you get all of your spell slots back. For all the other spell casting classes, you have to take a long rest, an eight hour rest in order to regain them. That's a cool warlock benefit. Also, at first level, he is going to get an otherworldly patron. So who has he struck a bargain with in order to make such delicious food? I'm going to be really stupid about this, and I'm going to say, who... What patron looks the tastiest? Like, if I were to eat one of these patrons, who would I most likely eat? Let's take a look. See, the undying sounds gamey. The great old one sounds... Dusty. The fiend sounds a little sulfurous. Uh, I'm gonna oh, let's see, celestial or arcfey? No, I'm gonna go with arcfey because fey food is famously delicious and beguiling, so I have to do it. So the arcfey has an expanded spell list, so he can choose from an expanded list of spells when he learns a warlock spell. So first level spells, he can learn fairy fire and sleep. Pretty cool. 
and he also gets the ability Fey Presence. So as an action, he can cause each creature in a 10-foot cube originating from him to make a Wisdom saving throw against his Warlock spell save DC, which is 13. Any creature that fails their saving throw will be charmed or frightened by Guy, which is his choice, until the end of his next turn. And this feature can be used every short or long rest. So that's really cool. He could be like surrounded by people and all of a sudden he can be like, you know what, I'm going to charm you all. And then boom, he just does it. That's pretty cool. Just Faye presence, his goatee glows, his hair stands up spikier than ever, and everyone's just charmed. They can't help it. How could you? Second level in Warlock, he is going to gain Eldritch Invocations. So his patron, the Arc Fae, has given him forbidden knowledge. So he can pick two Eldritch Invocations of his choice. So I'm gonna go with something. Ooh, I'm gonna go with Beguiling Influence to kind of further drive home this idea of him being a child of the Fae or, or a um, emissary of the Fae. So Beguiling Influence gives him proficiency in deception and persuasion. So now he has a plus five to both of those. Boom, immediately bumped him up to six skill proficiencies. I love that for him. Next, just because I think it's super important, I'm going to give him Eldritch Mind. So now he has advantage on constitution saving throws he makes to maintain the concentration he has on a spell. I think all warlocks should have that. All spellcasters should have something that gives them advantage on con saves, like the Warcaster feat, because it sucks when you expend a high level spell slot for this awesome concentration spell and then immediately lose it. I, I just, I don't want that for him, okay? So now he has Eldritch Mind to gain advantage. Beautiful. Okay, let's go to third level in Warlock. He's going to get his Pact Boon. So he's been in loyal service to this Arc Fae for some time. He now gets a boon. Uh, I don't, I don't know if any of these are very fitting. <laughs> That's okay, I'm gonna go with Pact of the Talisman. So the Arcfey gives Guy Fieri an amulet. Maybe it takes the form of a shirt that has flames on it, I don't know. So with the Pact of the Talisman, when Guy fails an ability check, he can just add a d4 to the roll. And this can be used a number of times equal to his proficiency bonus, and he regains all expended uses when he finishes a long rest. So that full eight hours of sleep. But that's really cool. Right now, his proficiency bonus is only plus two, but eventually he's going to have six uses of this. Just add a d4 to one of his ability checks. I don't know. I think that's really cool. We're going to go fourth level in Warlock, which is an ability score improvement. Oh, I love that for him. Okay, ability score improvement. Let's, I guess, let's increase charisma. In D&D, the modifiers for ability scores increase every even number, and the only odd numbers he has are Charisma and Strength. So he can make Charisma a plus four and Strength a plus one. But I don't, he's just not going to be using Strength. I think that'll be a waste. So I'm just going to put two into Charisma. So with that plus two to Charisma, that becomes a 19, which is a plus four modifier. 20 is as high as it gets. So next ability score improvement we have, we can... Uh, finish off Charisma. Next, fifth level. I'm deciding when he's going to multi-class, and I think, I think I'm going to finish off Warlock and then multi-class. 
or finish off the levels he's going to take in Warlock and then multi-class. So he is going to become a fifth level Warlock. So as a fifth level Warlock, his spell slots now turn to third level spell slots. So now he has two third level spell slots and he learns a new Eldritch Invocation. So some of the Eldritch Invocations have prerequisites. And now that he has his Talisman, maybe he can meet some of the prerequisites for some of these better invocations. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna do Rebuke of the Talisman. So when the wearer of this Talisman is hit by an attack guy can see within 30 feet of him, he can use his reaction to deal psychic damage to the attacker equal to his proficiency bonus and push it up to 10 feet away from the Talisman's wearer. So his proficiency bonus just went up this level at fifth level to plus three. So now he can just use his reaction to automatically deal three psychic damage to someone who hit the wearer of this talisman and push them away. So say an enemy has multi-attack, so they can attack multiple times on one turn. They use all of their movement to get to you. They make one attack. You can use rebuke of the talisman to then deal three psychic damage to them and push them away. They used up all their movement, so they can't take any more swings at you. I think that's awesome. Also, if someone attacks you, you can push them away. And then on your turn, you can run without having to disengage or get an opportunity attack against you. So I think that's fun. I think Guy Fieri is just going to blast people with his mind now. And I love that for him. Sixth level, I think this is the last level we are taking in Warlock. He is going to get another otherworldly patron feature. <laughs> another other. That was nothing, I'm sorry. So at sixth level, he gains the ability Misty Escape. So when Guy takes damage, he can just use his reaction to not only turn invisible, but he can teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space he can see. And he remains invisible until the start of his next turn or until he attacks or casts a spell. He can only use this once per short or long rest. So that's pretty awesome. If he's surrounded by people, he knows his rebuke from his talisman is not going to be enough to allow him to escape. He can just be hit and then just vanish. He can just teleport and become invisible. Enemies will think he disintegrated because he's magic. He's Guy Fieri. I love that for him. Okay. We have six levels in Warlock. For seventh level, we are going to multi-class into Sorcerer. So my kind of narrative for this, okay, listen closely. Guy Fieri, he just wanted to be a chef so badly, so badly, but he just could not get his lucky break. So he prayed. He said, hey, whoever's out there, give me the power needed to become a success. And this Arcfey was like, hey, what's up? I got your back. You just have to become my servant forever. And Guy's like, yeah, okay, I'm being really short-sighted, but let's freaking do this. He now has this patron that he's in service to. It's been years. He's been in service to this patron. He's gotten all these benefits, but now he's like, you know what? I want to strike out on my own. So he starts to learn magic himself in order to distance his reliance on this patron. That's my headcanon for this decision which means it's yours as well. So as a sorcerer, he's gonna have a bit less health. They use D6s for their hit dice, so not as good, but that's okay. He's now gonna gain spellcasting, like proper spellcasting that all the other classes have. So he's gonna have two first level spell slots, 
And then for his Pact Magic from his Warlock class, he's going to have two third level spell slots. So you might want to keep two separate character sheets just to differentiate what spell slots he's using. But what's good is they both use Charisma as their spellcasting ability. So that's just one thing you'll have to keep track of. His spellcasting ability, he now has plus four to Charisma. Proficiency bonus is plus three. So his spell save DC is now 15, and his spell attack modifier is plus seven. So that's pretty freaking good. So unlike Warlock, Sorcerers regain all of their expended spell slots when they finish a long rest, as I mentioned before. But now he gets to pick his sorceress origin. What is the source of this innate magical power he has drawn upon in order to distance himself from the Arkfey? Well, I think it makes sense for it to be the divine soul. So he's like, hey, Arkfey, thanks for everything. Like, you're so dope. And then behind the Arkfey's back, he's like, okay, whoever else is out there. I need some help getting away from this lame-ass nerd, the Arkfey, so help me out. So Divine Soul, now he just, you know, has this, this little piece of God in him. I love that. So as a Divine Soul, he just has this glimmer within his soul. Beautiful, a divine source of magic. Maybe another, like, god or deity took pity on him and he's like, yeah, whatever, you can have some magic. So what's really cool about this is now he can not only learn spells from the sorcerer spell list, but also the cleric spell list. I think that's awesome because regularly, sorcerers don't have access to healing magic, but now he can learn cure wounds, he can learn healing word, he can learn revivify, all this awesome stuff. Also, he's gonna choose an affinity for the source of his divine power. And the options are good, evil, law, chaos or neutrality. And obviously we gotta go with chaos, right? Like we gotta, it's Guy Fieri. There's gotta be some chaos there. So he's gonna learn the spell Bane because of this chaotic nature, which is a pretty fun spell. If you heard that faint ding just now, it's because a stink bug flew full tilt into a lamp. So I'm not editing that out because that's fun for me. So as a divine soul, not only does he learn the Bane spell, but he gets the ability favored by the gods. So now if he fails a saving throw or he misses with an attack roll, he can roll 2d4 and add it to the total, possibly changing the outcome. And once he uses this feature, he can't use it again until he finishes a short or long rest. That's so cool. Because of his Pact of the Talisman, he has these d4s that he can add to failed ability checks, but now he has 2d4 that he can add to a failed attack roll or saving throw. So he's got a bunch he can do to just like bolster his rolls. That's a lot of fun. Eighth level, that is going to be second in Sorcerer. He gains Font of Magic, so now he has Sorcery Points. He's going to have a number equal to a Sorcerer level, and that's going to increase as we go up in level. So right now he has two. He can use them for flexible casting. So he can transform unexpended sorcery points into spell slots as a bonus action on his turn. So two spell slots can make one first level spell slot. Or as a bonus action on his turn, he can expend a spell slot to gain sorcery points equal to the slot's level. That's all he can use them for now. At next level, when he gains metamagic, he will be able to do more things with it. 
So now ninth level, he's going to gain meta magic. Hey, look at that. Just talked about this. So meta magic is just cool, fun things he can do with his sorcery points. Guy Fieri, you know, in cooking, it's all about feeling it. It's all about going with the flow. And if you don't like the flow, then you just got to be able to change it or nudge it in other directions. That's essentially what meta magic is. It's pretty much cooking, but with magic. And also it's very different. So we can learn two metamagic options of his choice. I'm gonna say, oh, let's see, this kind of persona that we've made for him is kind of this chaotic trickster. So I'm gonna go with subtle spell. So when he casts a spell, he can spend one sorcery point to cast it without any somatic or verbal components. Somatic components are like gestures you have to perform. Verbal components are things you have to say. So now he doesn't need any of them. He can just cast spells with no one knowing that he cast them. Next, I think, is going to be Distant Spell. So when he casts a spell that has a range of 5 feet or greater, he can spend one sorcery point to double the range of that spell. And when he casts a spell that has a range of touch, he can spend one sorcery point to make the range of the spell 30 feet. So that's really awesome because as a Divine Soul Sorcerer, he can learn Cure Wounds, which has a range of touch. Now he can combine Distant Spell with Cure Wounds to deliver this healing up to 30 feet away. That's pretty cool. Oh, Guy Fieri, he's killing it. 10th level, that's 4th in Sorcerer. That means an ability score improvement. I think we've got to max out that Charisma. So we're going to put one of the two into Charisma to bump that up to a 20, which is a plus five. And then we have an additional one. I'm going to put that into Constitution to make that a 17, which is a still a plus three. It doesn't change it at all, but we got that Charisma up to plus five, which is awesome. 11th level, that is going to be fifth in Sorcerer. He's just going to get access to third level spells from being a Sorcerer. So I'm going to guess like probably Fireball is a really good one for him because, you know, he's all about the heat, all about cranking it up. He wears fire shirts. His hair kind of looks like fire. We made him a fire genasi. 12th level, that's sixth in Sorcerer. He's going to gain another Sorceress Origin feature from the Divine Soul Sorceress Origin called Empowered Healing. Oh, look at that. So whenever he or an ally within five feet of him rolls dice to determine the number of hit points a spell restores, he can spend one sorcery point to re-roll any number of those dice once, provided he isn't incapacitated. And he can use this feature only once per turn. But that's so cool. Say you cast like a third level cure wounds on someone and you roll three ones, which is possible, which is very improbable. You can just spend one sorcery point to re-roll all three of those. That's really cool. And also it's him or an ally within five feet. So if an ally tries to heal themselves when they're within five feet of him and they roll poorly, he can use empowered healing to let them re-roll them. He's just, he's always looking out for people. You know what I mean? Love. Live. Guy Fieri. Thirteenth level, that's a seventh level sorcerer. He is going to gain access to fourth level sorcerer spells, becoming very powerful. Maybe he's begun to kind of talk back to the Arcfey a bit now. Fourteenth level, that's eighth in sorcerer. Another ability score improvement. While well, we already maxed out his charisma, let's go with a feat. Feats are awesome. I think we are going to go with Gourmand. 
So he's mastered a variety of special recipes. So with this, his constitution score increases by one. Well, look at that. We just bumped it up to 17. Now we can make it an 18, which is a plus four modifier. As I said before, constitution determines hit points. So when you raise the modifier, you gain hit points retroactively. So he's 14th level. He's going to automatically gain 14 hit points for doing this. Guy Fieri gains proficiency with cook's utensils. And now as an action, he can inspect a drink or plate of food within five feet of him and determine whether it is poisoned, provided that he can see and smell it. So I think that's really important if you're gonna like judge cooking competitions and stuff, you gotta be on the lookout for people trying to poison and assassinate you. And this gourmand feat is gonna make it really easy for him to uh, tell who's out to get him. Also, during a long rest, Guy can prepare and serve a meal that helps he and his allies recover from the rigors of adventuring. So this meal is going to serve up to six people and everyone who eats it is going to regain two additional hit dice at the end of a long rest. Additionally, anyone who eats the meal is going to have advantage on con saves against disease for the next 24 hours. So that's so cool. He can do that every long rest. He can essentially just always give people advantage on con saves against disease and gives extra hit dice. That's so cool. That means those short rests where you use those hit dice to regain hit points can go even further because now you got more of them. And that's pretty awesome. All right, 15th level, that's ninth in Sorcerer. He's going to gain access to 5th level sorcerer spells, and I guess cleric spells also because of the divine soul sorcerer's origin. 16th level, that is 10th in sorcerer, that is another metamagic option. Let's see, for metamagic, he already has subtle and distant. So what is something else that screams trickster to me? I'm gonna go transmuted spell. So now when Guy casts a spell that deals a type of damage from the following list, which is Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, Poison, or Thunder, he can spend one sorcery point to change that damage type to one of the other listed types. The bug just flew into the lamp again, but anyway. That's really, like, tricky, because he can shoot a fireball at someone, they're like, oh dang, a fireball sucks, but like, I'm resistant to fire or something. And then Guy Fieri's like, haha, you thought! And then just changes it to poison! And it's just a ball of poison gas. That's, uh, <laughs> what's trickier than poisoning a huge radius of people all at the same time? Very few things, I would say. 17th level, that is 11th in Sorcerer. He now has access to 6th level Sorcerer spells. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, this is the one reason I went with the Divine Soul Sorceress Origin. This, this is it. This is the reason. And it's because he can now learn six level spells. He can learn cleric spells, which means he can learn Hero's Feast. That's the only reason I picked this subclass. Oh, so the spell Hero's Feast, it's a six level spell. It takes 10 minutes to cast. He just makes this great feast. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time. And the beneficial effects don't set in until this hour is over, but up to 12 creatures can partake of the feast. Any creature that partakes of the feast, one, is cured of all diseases and poison, 
2. Becomes immune to poison and being frightened. 3. They make all of their wisdom saving throws with advantage. And 4. Their hit point maximum and total increases by 2d10. And these benefits last for 24 hours. It is such a a dope spell. I love Hero's Feast. There's a D&D cookbook called Hero's Feast. Very good. Would recommend. But it just gives so many benefits to so many creatures. 12 creatures become cured of diseases and poisoned, immune to poison, immune to being frightened, all wisdom saving throws advantage, an additional 2d10 hit points. Oh. Oh, I love it. Guy Fieri. Just cooking absurd amounts of food for so many people to just binge and become stronger because food is the best medicine, as I said last week. I said a lot of things last week. Regardless, moving on, that is now going to be 18th level, 12th in Sorcerer. I think we're going to pick another feat because he gets an ability score improvement at 12th level in Sorcerer. So another feat. I, I wasn't going to do this because I did also use this feat last week for Hello Kitty, but I'm going to go with Chef. I have to. He, th that's what he is. He's a chef, you know? So we can increase his constitution or wisdom by one. Uh, let's see. I guess to constitution we can make 19. Doesn't change the modifier at all. And he also gains proficiency with cook's utensils if he doesn't already have it. So I'm going to do just a little bit of retconning. So Gourmand says he gains proficiency in chef's tools. And if he already has proficiency, he then has expertise. But for chef, it just says he gains proficiency with cook's utensils if he doesn't already have it. So I'm just going to say that he can gain expertise in cook's utensils. Because he, he should have them. He has the Gourmand feet and the chef feet. Okay, he's good at cooking. He's Guy Fieri. All right, who's better? <laughs> no one. So expertise with cook's utensils, that means he just doubles his proficiency bonus with them. At 18th level, he has a plus six to proficiency. So I would say it's more of a performance than anything. So I would let him use charisma. So it would be charisma plus two times his proficiency bonus. So when he tries to use his cook's utensils, he gets a plus 17 to the roll. <laughs> it's not bad. So as part of a short rest, he can cook special food. He can prepare enough of this food for a number of creatures equal to four plus his proficiency bonus. So a total of 10 creatures. And at the end of the short rest, any creature who eats the food and spends one or more hit dice to regain hit points regains an extra 1d8 hit points. And I really love the kind of uh, synergy, as it were, of Gourmand, because Gourmand gives them additional hit dice. And now Chef allows them, if they use these hit dice, they can regain more hit points. Also, with one hour of work or when he finishes a long rest, he can cook a number of treats equal to his proficiency bonus, which is six. These special treats last eight hours after being made, and a creature can use a bonus action to eat one of these treats to gain temporary hit points equal to his proficiency bonus. He can make six treats, give them to people, and they can use a bonus action to automatically gain six temporary hit points. If you'll remember, Hero's Feast gives additional hit points, not temporary hit points. So Guy Fieri can have Hero's Feast bolster your hit points with that, and then give you a special little, little snack for later to give you temp HP on top of that. And he can use all of this healing magic as well to make you feel better. 19th level, that's going to be 13th in Sorcerer. That's going to give him access to 7th level spells. Very powerful. At this point, he's just 
fully bullying the Arkfey around. He sends the Arkfey an invitation to Flavortown and then just does not show up. <laughs> Ghosts him. Anyway, 20th level, the final level, he's going to gain another sorceress origin feature from the Divine Soul. And what would Guy Fieri be without his trademark otherworldly wings? So he can now use a bonus action to manifest a pair of spectral wings from his back. While the wings are present, he has a flying speed of 30 feet. The wings are going to last until he's incapacitated, he dies, or he dismisses them as a bonus action. Now, the affinity that he chose for his divine magic feature determines the appearance of the spectral wings. So we chose chaotic because we had to. So they're going to appear as these spectral bat wings. And just for flavor, and I'm going to say just for flavor, when he's kind of incognito, his wings kind of become a magical item that he wears, also known as sunglasses. Right? Isn't that fun? He has these magic sunglasses. And then when he activates them, he just has wings now. That's fun. A lot of the pictures I saw of him, he was wearing sunglasses, so it's canon. <laughs> That's Guy Fieri. We did it. Oh, man. That was a rough one. I gotta be honest. I took the COVID booster uh, the day before yesterday, and I'm still not 100%, so my mind's a bit muddled. But I was in bed like all day yesterday, and I still have a lot to do, so I'm just like, I'll oh, power through it. It's fine. Obviously, get the booster if you can get it. Get your vaccinations. Get the flu shot. The flu is supposedly really bad this year. Get all the stuff. Be healthy. Went off on a very quick tangent there. But I'm back now. Guy Fieri, the mayor of Flavortown, a far traveler background, fire genasi race. He is a level 6 warlock of the Arc Fae and a level 14 divine soul sorcerer. His ending stats are 11 strength, 10 dexterity, 19 constitution, 14 intelligence, 14 wisdom, and 20 charisma. For skill proficiencies, he has plus 8 to Arcana, plus 11 to Deception, plus 8 to Insight, plus 8 to Nature, plus 8 to Perception, and plus 11 to Persuasion. Beautiful. Saving throws, he has plus 8 to Wisdom and plus 11 to Charisma. Languages are Common, Primordial, and Celestial. Oh, look at that. I didn't even know he was going to be a Divine Soul Sorcerer. Uh, but he's able to speak to the Divine right off the bat. Tool proficiencies, he has Expertise in Cook's Utensils, and he's proficient in Boggle, because of course. For Feats, he has Gourmand and Chef, so he's good at eating, good at cooking, good at being a real pal who helps his friends. I love that for him. So my kind of vision of Guy Fieri, he's hosting a show, okay, he's getting really into it. Uh, he's able to hide his fire genasi race by wearing this talisman of the Arc Fae, this button-down shirt with a fire decal on it. He's got his shades on because, haha, <laughs> you know, his future is so bright, he's gotta wear shades. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he smells food and he's like, wait, what is this? This has been poisoned and I can tell because of my gourmand feet. 
who brought in this food? It was you. And then he's like, oh man, I've been made. And like all of these assassins come out of nowhere. And he's like, you fools, you thought you could defeat me. One of them gets a quick slice on his arm. He turns invisible and teleports away. They're like, what? Where'd he go? And then he shoots them with a fireball. They're all like, we prepped for this. We all have absorb elements. And he's like, haha, absorb lightning. And then he just blast them with lightning instead. And at this point, his sunglasses have come off to become these spectral wings. He's soaring over the set, shooting fireballs, and also stale baguettes as if they're ballista, just raining down hell on his would-be assassins. And I love that for him. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fantasize Me. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasizeMePod. This has been another recommended character that I fantasize. I This is four weeks in a row of recommendations. I am loving it. Keep them coming. You can also email in character suggestions to FantasizeMePod at gmail.com. Come and don't be afraid to send them in. I love it. Tell me what you're thinking. I need to know. Also, I would be remiss if I did not <laughs> plug myself a little bit. I have a Kofi. It is Kofi.com slash fantasize me. And I just released on Tuesday? Wednesday? I think Tuesday? Something I like to call the Elemental Codex, which is a supplement for D&D specifically of 100 elemental spells. You can do a lot of fun things with it, like summon a scythe made out of ice, or trap enemies in an earthen pit, or uh, turn your fire blue to make it more powerful. Pull the air out of someone's lungs and make them suffocate. Really fun stuff like that. So that is on my Kofi. Again, that is Kofi.com slash fantasize me. It is called the Elemental Codex. Usually $5.95, but until January 1st, so through December, it's going to be $2.97, 50% off for 100 elemental spells. I have made one sale already, and it's the first time I've ever sold anything that I've made, which is... Such an incredible feeling. Indescribable, really. I mean, I could probably describe it if I tried. I don't want to. Indescribable. So I think that's it for plugs. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll do this again next week. Bye!